I want to just share a word this morning and encourage you in the word this morning and uh, uh, get you thinking a little bit differently than maybe how you've thought before. And I want to talk to you this morning about supernatural perspective. I want to help you see some things and give you a different perspective on life, give you a different perspective on what's going on in the world. I heard Dietra mention it even during the worship, and as she uh, brought an exhortation and encouraged us, talked about how we look at all sorts of other things, but we've got to look at God, and we've got to see what God sees. And I think sometimes we get confused, and at the, at the, at the most, we get almost uh, depressed <laughs> on occasion when we look at the news, we look at the world conditions, we look at the economies, we look at politics, we look at education, we look at it all and go, well, how in the world can this all resolve itself? And then that's the big picture. But then we look at our own lives <laughs> and we look at where we're at and what we're facing. And we also wonder the same thing. How can we resolve this? How, can, how is this going to change? How is this going to, how are we going to get out of this or whatever the case may be? Where's the deliverance? Where's the healing? All that kind of stuff. And so I want to just encourage you this morning with this word and in your Bibles, I'd like you to start by turning over to Psalm 126, Psalm 126, and look at this with me today. And I'm going to read it out of the old King James because, honestly, I, I know it better out of the old King James than any other version, and it just reads really good. And it says this, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. So turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. For they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Beautiful, beautiful verse of scripture. I mean, that's just one of the classics right there. I know that you realize uh, with me that God not only operates on a different time scale than us, but he also operates on a different thought level than us. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, the Bible says. And it's because he operates, how I'm going to explain it this way, he operates from a turnaround perspective. He has an advantage point, God does, of a perspective that you and I are incapable of having while we're living in the natural realm. And by the way, you are living in the natural realm. Since I was last year, some of you got a little older. So you're in the living in the natural realm, all right? So we understand his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And while we physically live in this natural realm, God wants us through our spirit man, and, and you know, and I don't need to lay a lot of groundwork, we're three-part. We're body, soul, and spirit. That's how we were created. Body, the flesh part, soul, the mind, will, and emotions, and spirit, 
that part that communicates with God, that part that is God breathed in us kind of thing. So while we live in this natural realm, God wants us through our spirit man to operate in the supernatural realm. While our bodies and our physical beings are here in the natural realm. That's why it's so important that we begin to, in this time and season, the men of Issachar, knowing the times and seasons that we're living in, a last day sense about what's going on in the world. That's why it's important we begin to force ourselves, discipline ourselves, stretch ourselves to thinking supernaturally about stuff. Because it is very paradoxical, you know, to be living in a body that lives in the natural realm while God is over here requiring your spirit that's living in this body in the natural realm to operate supernaturally. He wants that for us. He wants us to operate supernaturally. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that even though we are living, our spirit man lives in this body that lives in this natural realm or what we call earth, our spirit is still required to function, to maneuver, to operate supernaturally. That's why there's a fight inside of you and inside of me all the time. That's why we are water baptized. We awaken something in our spirit to walk in supernatural life, to walk in newness of life. That's what's happening. That's why we are required of the Lord to think supernaturally, even though we live in a body that resides in a natural realm. Something is said to be supernatural when you cannot explain where it comes from. Supernatural can be described, I suppose, as that exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. In other words, it goes beyond what you can in the natural put your mind around, in the natural grasp, in the natural and be able to maneuver or touch or whatever. You've got to go to another level, and that's the supernatural. The translation of it really is God is at work. That's what supernatural is. This is the realm, please understand, with God, all things are possible. That's that realm. It is the God realm. It is the miracle realm. It's the realm where you become very convinced that nothing, come on, is impossible with God. That's the realm. See, in the natural, when I say nothing is impossible with God, that is only a statement. By the way, not here, it's the ones that aren't here this morning, but good church people, good Christians know how to say that. That's what we're taught to say. Hallelujah, nothing with God is impossible. All things are possible with God. We say that. In the natural, that's all there is. Because people are saying that, but I meet people in church that are saying that that still have no faith. That's just natural. That's all that is. That's just a statement. My dad used to say words or talk is cheap. That's what he would say. That's a statement. Nothing more, nothing less. It's words. Nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing is too hard for God. More words in the natural. People, Christians, spirit-filled Christians, 
They say that, but they still can't get a breakthrough. They still can't get a turnaround in their lives and in their condition. But see, when you get into the supernatural realm, you start looking at obstacles and other things, and you start defining them because you say, I see that, and if that doesn't get out of my way, I'll never make it, but nothing is too hard for my God. It's a whole different level of thinking, of talking. There's nothing too difficult for God. Whatever problem you brought into the room this morning, there is nothing too difficult for God. Oh, come on. I don't need to know what the problem is. I'm just telling you, there's nothing too difficult for God. It's not words. So a turnaround is an abrupt or unexpected change in the circumstance, especially one that results in a more favorable situation, more favorable outcome. That's what a turnaround is. So a supernatural turnaround is a divine encounter where God, listen, reverses someone's circumstances abruptly, turns the negative into a positive, and shifting one's thoughts and life into a new direction beyond any kind of scientific explanation. You don't have an explanation for it. Now, if you want to transition from this natural realm to the spiritual realm, then the first requirement is you've got to understand who your turnaround God is. This is important because our turnaround God, listen, he always, he always, he always speaks to us. Listen to me. He speaks to us from a turnaround perspective. He always. That's why a lot of people don't understand God. No, Pastor Jerry, you explain that. Okay, let me do it. There you are trying to deal with a turnaround God who's talking to you from a turnaround perspective, while on the other hand, you're looking for answers based on where you are in the non-turnaround natural realm. Okay, because God is a turnaround God. He does not get stuck in what is happening in the now. He deals with you and he talks with you and at you in the now, but from a totally different state, from a totally different perspective. While God, for example, is envisioning for you in this natural realm more than enough to supply your need, we are over here still focusing on the less than enough because that's where we are. While God has set the breakthrough in place, we're still trying to decide over here if we'll ever make it through. Pray for me, I, I just so that I can make it through to the end. That used to be the Old Testament when I was a kid. 
the sister would get up and wave the hanky and just pray for me that I can make it to the end. I always thought, if this Christ, if that's the Christian life, I don't want any part of it. I don't want to struggle the whole of my life on earth trying to make it to the end. But you've got to change your perspective. See, over here where we are, it looks so bleak. It looks so less than. It looks so weak. It looks so difficult. And yet we're crying. And we're over here wondering, where is God? And God is saying, I'm over here. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm over here. I'm over here and I'm over here at your point and state of deliverance. I'm over here at your healing. I'm over here at your point of deliverance and provision. That's where I'm at. Oh God, where are you? But you're over here stuck in the bad situation and God's over here saying, I'm talking to you based on where I am, not based on where you are. That's why if you don't think supernaturally, you will only think in the natural. And your thoughts are then totally governed by what you see, but when you think supernaturally, your thoughts are then governed by who you know. God is. In my situation, God is. Wherever I need it, God is. I know he is a healer. I know he is a deliverer. I know he is a way maker. I know he is a provider. So I can't get stuck in my sickness when I know he is a healer. I can't get stuck in my mess when I know he is a deliverer. I can't get stuck in my depression and in the natural when I know God is a provider. If you don't think supernaturally, you'll get stuck every time in what you're in. Come on. Listen, I'm not talking to unsaved people. I'm talking to the believers who ought to know better, who ought to be living more victoriously. But when you start think, thinking supernaturally, you'll end up doing this. You'll end up saying, I see this. Yep. I understand this. Yep. I got it. I understand it. That's what I see. Uh-huh. But I know him. My perspective is totally changed. You'll say, I see how bad this looks. But you'll also be thinking, but I know how powerful he is. You see what I'm saying? That's what makes life kind of interesting, you know, in, in living in this earth. Until you die, that's what makes it interesting. It's this back and forth all the time. Because you're living in the natural, but you've got to be thinking supernaturally all the time. That's what makes it kind of interesting. 
Well, I don't know what's happening in the world. Yeah, but I know who's in charge of the world. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. That's all going to work out. I'm not getting upset about any of this stuff. Uh-uh. Oh, they're going to, uh, you know, wars and rumors of wars and no, 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 no. I know who he is. And he knows who I am. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm enjoying my life. Come on, amen? Am I saying that I don't have any disappointments? Are you kidding me? Are you saying, Pastor, that all your ducks are in a row? Listen, I'm telling you, in some situations, the duck isn't even showing up. But I'm enjoying my life. Because when the duck don't show up, then God's got a donkey somewhere that I can ride on. Come on, amen. You don't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and if the donkey don't show up, I'll just run with the horses. Thank you very much. See, I got to get to the place that I'm not concerned about where I am because my thoughts guide me as to who God is. And when I think about who he is, then I find every reason for getting up in the morning and living life to its fullness. No matter what I'm facing. Okay, now in order to understand Psalm 126, you have to understand that beginning with Psalm 120, all the way through Psalm 134, the, there, there's this one collection called the, Psalm, the Psalms of Degrees. These are psalms, actually, that were sung by the pilgrims that were traveling to Jerusalem in that day. They, they were sung to keep the various, uh, they would go to Jerusalem to keep the various festival days on the religious calendar of Israel. And these were stations, if you would, like rest areas along the way where these folks would stop and rest and refresh themselves. And while they were there, they would sit down. While they were resting and while they were refreshing themselves, they would be engaged in singing one of the psalms in worship to their God, one of these 16 psalms. Psalm 126 is the seventh of these psalms or degrees. But this was a really a special one because it reminded them of the Lord's previous work in the life of their nation. It reminded them of God's promise to carry on his work into the future. Psalm 126 is also special, uh, a special psalm to those who are a part of the body of Christ. That means you and I. Because it speaks to us of what the Lord has done for us in saving us we sang about it this morning, but it also reminds us that God has a plan to bless us and use us for his glory. Watch now, watch. In the now or in this age and also in the age to come. And the first three verses are a testimony from the psalmist to the other captives that the worst was in view but God gave them a turnaround. The worst came upon us, but God gave us a turnaround. That's what it's saying there. The worst that could happen, happened, but God gave us a turnaround. What God did for them was beyond their wildest imaginations. 
Where's my brother at? I, what are you doing back there? Come on down here and get, hurry, hurry. Get to the, no, 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 no. Back there. Good Lord have mercy. I asked him to read. Come on, man. Oh, man. You dress like a preacher. You ought to sit on the front row. Good golly. All right. Read Psalm 126. Do you have a microphone? I don't need one. You don't? I don't. All right. I, I'm expecting big things. Read just verse 1. When Jehovah brought back those that returned to Zion, we were like unto them that dream. All right. Read it again now in a prophetic, glory-filled voice. When Jehovah brought back those that returned to Zion, we were like unto them that dream. Yeah, yeah, you still don't have that. Get, no, no, no. I mean, read this thing like it's life and life eternal, man. With power. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say the first word again. When. Say it again. When. Give him a mic. <laughs> Say it again. When. Oh, for heaven's sake. When. Um, when. No, no, no. No. See, this is why we have troubles in the church. We don't even read scripture right. When. When. Amen. How many know it's not a matter of if? It's just a matter of when. Now go on and read. When Jehovah yeah. brought back those that returned to Zion, we were like unto them that dream. There you go. Come on. All right, you can sit down for a second and take a break. I know that took a lot out of you. Listen, can I tell you something? If you're sitting here today and your spirits are in tune with what he just read and what I'm telling you this morning, then it is only a matter of time before you see your turnaround. See, to the Israelites, what he just read was a testimony. That's what that is. It's a testimony. And I'm, I'm having... The, him read this a couple of times because to us in my life and in your life, that word that he just read, verse 1 of chapter 126, it's a prophecy to you and I. Come on, amen. It's like the Lord standing up in the middle of this thing and saying, thus saith me, the Lord, when I turn around your captivity, you're going to be like those that dream. It's going to be so out of your mind. It's going to blow your mind so big. That's a supernatural perspective. Yes. Yes. That you're going to be like dreaming. Now, now read it one more time like a prophecy. This is the New King James Version. Do it, please. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. There you go. When the Lord turned again the captivity, then blank, 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 whatever. The point is, it's not a question of if, it's a matter of when. And I'm here to tell some of you, listen, not only is it a matter of time, but I'm telling you, you're going to see a turnaround even this calendar year in your life, some of you are. It's going to happen because that's the prophecy to us from the Lord. All right, so think about this. The children of Israel never imagined, for example, 
that the Red Sea would be a prop for their deliverance. That turnaround experience was sudden. They were amazed. They were surprised. In fact, you could say they were even confused. The whole ocean opened up. Opened right up in front of them. They were, they were not surprised, but they were confused. What in the world is the sea opening up for? And now, because it was so sudden, the Bible says that that whole adventure, that whole episode was like a dream for them. Read it again. Read it again. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, Listen. like those who dreamed. Who dreamed. It's too good to be true. Even though it really was true. I can't get my mind around how big God is in this thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you haven't amen yet. And God is today where he was yesterday. Whatever he did before, come on somebody, he will do it again. And this time he can do it with you and for you. And something's telling me in my spirit he wants to. A supernatural turnaround is coming your way. Now watch this. And it's coming in such a way you're going to think it was a dream to you. Wow. Supernatural turnaround is coming. All right. Look at verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Yeah. Go ahead. Some more. Two. Yeah, next one. Yeah. Keep going. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Oh, my, 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 my. They said among the nations, among the heathen is what some of you are about. What did the, what did the heathen say? The Lord has done great things for them. My God, the non-believer, the non-believers, even in church, we're saying about you, I can't believe this. By the way, there are a lot of non-believers in church. Turn to your neighbor and say, I can't believe this. Go ahead, just tell him. I can't believe this. I, I, I didn't ask you to say that for nothing. I asked you to say that because you're getting ready to say that one day. I can't believe what's happening in my life. I can't believe what God's doing in my circumstances. The Israelites, do you understand, were amazed at the grace of God and the love of God and the power of their God. They were like people living in a dream. For about four of you, listen, in about four months, you're going to be living your dream. It's going to be like a dream. So this, this, is their, this is their lifestyle, do you understand? They're living in a dream. It was too good to be true, but it was true nonetheless. And when it finally dawned on them, on them, what they were experiencing was real. Watch, watch. They were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. 
they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. The whole thing was like a dream. But when it dawned on us what was really happening, they were filled with joy. They lifted their hands and their voices in praise to God because what God did was so awesome and was so outside the natural that even sinners and unbelievers had to take note and started giving God the glory. Oh, my God. My God. Even the sinners had to start giving God the glory. Listen, the sinners were even saying, the Lord has done great things for that crowd. Come on. Can you imagine God doing something for Life Church? That even the people in the community are going, wow. The Lord has done great things for them. My good, look at that. Look at them. Or somebody at your work. Look at her. Look at him, would you please? I don't know what's happened. But boy, and they'll do this. Boy, are they lucky. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I know where God is. I know who God is. I know it's not, it's not luck has nothing to do with it. I'm a child of the king. Thank you very much. I'm here to prophesy to somebody this morning that those who have been laughing at you are going to have this testimony. Those that have been wondering about you will have this testimony. Do you hear what I'm telling you? God's going to do something so supernaturally for you that all your enemies are going to have to do is step back in wonder and say, look what the Lord has done for them. Amen. Come on, amen. You're going to have some family members say, look what the Lord has done for her. They'll wonder how they can get to know the God you serve. You're in your next season, some people are going to have to change their mind about you. <laughs> in your next season, the rule is going to be overturned on your behalf. In your next season, the decision is going to be reversed. In your next season, the debt is going to be canceled. In your next season, God's going to do the supernatural above and beyond and exceedingly above and beyond all that you can hope or ask for in Jesus' mighty name. That's our next season. Because there will be a supernatural turnaround in your life and my life. I'm ready for it. Come on, amen. I'm ready for a turnaround. I'm ready. But I've got to get a different perspective about things. Come on, amen. If I was here next week, I'd move you over to Isaiah 55. Do you know what the prophet said? You know what came out of the mouth of the, of the prophet from the word of the Lord? Remember it? Here was his God perspective. He comes over to the barren woman. She has nothing. She's without. And he says, honey, sing. <laughs> no, you're not getting that. Dear, just go ahead and sing. I know you're over in this natural condition, barren and without anything, and nothing seems to be working for you. But I'm coming to you from a different perspective, saith your Lord. Here's all I need you to do, darling. Sing. Oh, barren, sing. You that did not bear. Greater. Read that, read that. You got it? Isaiah 55? Verse 1. 
No, then it's not 55. No, 50, 54. I was off by one. Well, there goes the doctorate degree right out the door. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. See, now that's preaching. Come on, come on. Do you see what he's doing? God says, I'm over here. I'm at a different perspective than you. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But I put my spirit inside of you so that you can communicate with me and I can communicate with you. I've got a plan for your life. And you're over here wallowing in your barrenness, dear, and in your lack, dear, and in your, uh, in your condition, dear. And I've just got one word for you. And if you'll do this, it'll turn the thing around. Sing. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Just sing. You that did not bear. Break forth into singing with a loud voice. You who have not labored with child. For more, watch that, watch that, are the children of the desolate. <laughs> than the children of a married woman. More. Come on, amen. So here's the thing. I don't care where you're at this morning. Here's where you and I are right over here. We're in the natural realm. We're encompassed around. Bad news. Boss that can't get his act together. Treats us bad. I don't care what it is. Bills that can't get paid. Health issues that can't get resolved. It doesn't matter where you're at. This is where relationships that are messed up, marriages that got are askew. This is where you're at. But what I'm after here today is getting you to think supernaturally. Let that spirit man inside of you get to thinking supernaturally. God already is in a totally different perspective about this. He's already taken care of this. He's already declared the result and the end of this thing. He's already put his stamp upon this thing. It's all, he's on to something else. Come on, amen. I mean, he's down the road. He already declared this. And exceedingly abundantly, God. He's already, a nothing is impossible with God, God. He's already done it. And all he says is, Here's all you need to do. Position yourself. Get in the right position. Get in the right frame of mind. Get your thinking right. Come on. Get, get, it, get your head together. Come on. Get it screwed on right. Sing. Yes. <laughs> Shout. With a loud voice. It's already taken care of for you. 